just want to quickly go there. Okay. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14. He says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. So whatever God does, it's forever. Okay? You cannot add anything to it. You cannot take away from it. So when God created man upright, it's forever. Okay? You cannot add to your righteousness by good behavior. You cannot take away from your righteousness through mistakes you make. All right? God's righteousness is, is completely based on what he did right when he made you. It's completely based on what he placed inside of you, which is Christ inside of you, which is your righteousness. Nothing can be added to that. Nothing can be taken away from that. Now back to John 16 from verse 9 and 8, 8 and 9. It says there that, okay, so I said, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of three things. Sin, judgment, and righteousness. Then he goes on to say, he will convict the world of righteousness because I go to my Father. Now the word convict in the Greek, actually it means to convince by giving solid evidence. So the Holy Spirit will convince you that you're righteous by giving you solid evidence. So I want to read quickly the evidence, the evidence that, that the Holy Spirit gives you. Go to Acts 17 from verse 31. I'm going to read from verse 29. You can just get the context there. For as much, then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold, or silver, or stone, graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness. By that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men, in that he has raised him from the dead. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the evidence of your righteousness. He says in Romans 4 verse 25, Jesus was delivered because of our sin, and he was raised for our justification. The word justification in the Greek means you declare you're righteous. Okay, to declare you're righteous. So the evidence is when he was resurrected, he declared your righteousness. He declared what has been true about you from the beginning, when God made you. All right. So that is the evidence of your righteousness. So the Holy Spirit will continually convince you, convince you, you are righteous. This is the evidence. Jesus was raised from the dead. You're righteous. Nothing can be put to it. Nothing can be taken away from it. You're righteous. So the righteousness of God is everything that is right about you. Healing is right about you. Prosperity is right about you. You are blessed. That is what's right about you. Peace is what is right about you. And that is the Holy Spirit. That is His work. It's God's work for us is to believe. The righteousness of faith, which is the righteousness of God, sees you as perfect. It sees His finished work, what He did right when He made you. Now, the verse says also, if you read in Romans 1 verse 16, it says, the just shall live by faith. For example, in other words, the just shall live by the faith of God that they are righteous. Okay? Meaning you live by what God says about you, that you're righteous, and then you will experience it. That's why Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 20, he says, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ in me. Then he says, the life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So to live by the faith of God, it means you live by what He says about you. The more you live by what He says about you, 
speaking and believing what He says about you, the more you will experience that in your life. All right. So live by what He says, what is right about you. That's healing all those things. It is, that is what is right about you. Because He has made you righteous. Okay. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. Most of us know the verse. But it says Jesus was made sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God. Now we know it speaks about Jesus was the sin offering for us. And that word become, to become the righteousness of God, that word become means, in the Greek it means to manifest the righteousness of God. So Jesus was crucified. He became the sin offering for us so we can start manifesting the righteousness of God. So we can start manifesting what is inside of us from the beginning. And that is the righteousness of God. Everything that's right about you, healing, all those stuff is already inside of you. It's placed inside of you. So when you get a revelation of what Christ did and who you are and that Christ is in you, He's your righteousness, you can start manifesting that. And that is what the faith of God sees when He looks at you. I want to go back to Romans 10. Um, and what, what we read in Romans 1, when it says, the good news of Christ, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God that leads unto salvation. Okay, in Romans 10 also, from verse 9 to 10, we read there that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, okay, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, it says you shall be saved. Then it says in verse 10, confession with the mouth, it leads unto salvation. And then it says, within your heart you believeth unto righteousness. You believeth unto righteousness. So when you believe that God raised Him from the dead, you believe unto righteousness because that is the evidence of your righteousness. Now, the word salvation, I just want to quickly, the word salvation in the Greek actually means it means to be completely healed, to be blessed, to be preserved, to be delivered, all those things. It has nothing to do with you going to heaven. Salvation in the Bible has nothing to do with you going to heaven. Psalm 119 verse 89 speaks that it says that God's word is forever settled in heaven. When Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, He says, pray like this. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So His will is already done in heaven. Everything is perfect there. So salvation is for your life here right now. It's not there. It's nothing there. It's nothing with you to, to do with you to go to heaven. All right? So salvation is everything to do with here, right now. Now, Ephesians 1 verse 3 tells us that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. All spiritual blessings. That means God has blessed us with Himself. For everything you need. That means He is your healing. He is your identity, your righteousness, everything. He has blessed us with Himself. Because where is He? He's inside of you. Now the word confession in Romans 10 verse 10 when it says, Confession with your mouth is made unto righteousness or unto salvation. That word confession in the Greek means to speak the same. To speak the same. So when you speak the same as what God says about you, it leads unto salvation. Right here, right now. Confession is made unto healing. Confession is made unto uh, prosperity. Confession is made unto peace. Confession is made unto joy. Okay? So when you speak the same as what God says about you, you will start experiencing healing. You will start experiencing prosperity in your life. You will start experiencing joy, peace, and all those stuff. That is what God has blessed us with. It's already inside of you. So it, it leads us to stop begging God for stuff and start manifesting because it has already been placed inside of us. I've read a book a while ago. It was a book that uh, my wife got from the work. 
And he says the big life. And he speaks about people or how to be successful in your life. Now, they say the subconscious. Now, I don't really believe that it is, all of it is true. It's only a theory. But it says the subconscious cannot hear negatives. So when you say that you're not sick, it hears you are sick. Okay? I don't believe really that's true. I think that's a theory. But another thing that it says there, it says, but rather say you're not sick, say you are healed. Speak the opposite. Okay? Don't say you don't have money. Rather say you are rich. Speak the opposite. And that is the one truth that we can take from the Bible because the Bible also teaches that. In Job 22 verse 29, it says there, when men are cast down, they shall say there is lifting up. Speak the opposite. And then God shall save the humble person. We read in Romans 4 verse 17 when God says, He says, He speaketh of those things which are not as if they were. So you speak the opposite. You speak the opposite. In Proverbs 18 verse 20 to 21, many of us know the verse, but it says there, Life and death are in the power of your tongue, in your words. And you will eat the fruit of your words. So whatever you speak, you will experience. You will eat that. I think a lot of people today are fighting battles, going through situations that they have created with their own words. I mean, if you keep on saying that you don't have money, every day you're creating that thing in your life. Every time, every day. And you're fighting that thing. But every time you say you don't have money, you're actually giving life to that thing. You're giving life to that thing. And it keeps going. It keeps going. God showed me this a long time ago. Let's say the doctor diagnosed you with a sickness. Now you say to this person, hey, the doctor diagnosed me with this sickness, you are sick. Now this person goes to the next person and says, did you hear that person is sick? That person goes to the next person, did you hear that person is sick? At the end, you're fighting that sickness or you're battling with that sickness and you're battling 10 people that's speaking death over you. I'm serious. God showed me that a long time. So you're battling all those words because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And people don't do this on purpose. I mean, you don't do this on purpose. But still, the words that come out of your mouth, it's life or death. And it carries power. Now, I don't say don't tell anybody. I mean, but tell like-minded people. People that you will know will just speak life over you. I mean, Bianca knows when I... In the past, when I felt something, she knows if I say knee be healed, she needs to speak life over my knee. I will not say the negative. I will not say there's pain or nothing. I will just say knee be healed. She knows. And that's, she's the only one that I will all right, tell her, actually. So you say that to like-minded people. A while back, or back then when I still played rugby professionally, I went for a small operation. They took cartridge out of my knee. And actually, my knee felt more sore afterwards than before the operation. And it went on for months, long, long. Actually, it came to a point when the, where the, the union told me that I need to be ready by this date, otherwise there will be consequences. And I battled with this, I battled with this, that all the rehab stuff, but nothing worked. And then God started showing me in the Bible about healing, that I'm actually already healed. And he told me, start speaking healing over your knee. Start speaking it. And he also showed me... Don't acknowledge anything that you're feeling at the moment. Just start speaking life over you. Start speaking life over you. And I started doing that. I started doing that. And I spoke. I just said, knee, you are healed. Knee, you are healed. After practice, one of my friends, he's not here today, but then he looks at my knee. He sees my knee is like swollen up. And he says, how are you feeling? Then I will just say, no, I'm perfect. I'm healed. I'm healed. So it went on for three, four months that I spoke healing and life over my knee. And it was completely healed. Completely. That was the first time. After that, when I felt stuff, it's easy. It goes quick, quick. Just speak life. 
Because I, what I've found and what I've experienced in my life, you don't acknowledge anything that's not part of your inheritance. Sickness is not part of your inheritance. So I will not even acknowledge it. Okay? I just speak what God says about you. What His faith, His faith speaks and says, I'm healed. So I speak that over my life. His faith says you're prosperous, so you speak that over your life. Don't say, uh, you don't have money today. Speak what God says about you. Speak what His faith sees when He looks at you. Okay. I think a lot of times the process that we'll be going through, waiting for breakthrough, is actually the process of us to be fully convinced of what God says about us. Because when we look at Jesus, He didn't wait for anything. God wasn't holding back anything, and Jesus had to wait two weeks or a week for a breakthrough. When Jesus spoke, it manifested instantly. But there's a difference. Jesus knew exactly who he was. He was fully convinced, fully persuaded. The process that we are sometimes going through is the process of us being persuaded of what God says about us. That is the, God is not holding back anything. He's already inside of you. He, has, he says he has blessed you already with all spiritual blessings. It's past tense. It's already done. The process is for you to be persuaded about what God has blessed you with and start manifesting that. So every time you speak the Word of God, every time you speak what He says about you, it creates faith. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Okay? So every time you speak it, you hear it as well. And that helps you to start believing. That helps you to be convinced. That helps you to be persuaded. They say also the subconscious mind, the more you speak the positive, the more you speak the Word of God, the subconscious mind starts creating it. But you have to keep on speaking it. That's why confession is made unto salvation. Confession is made unto healing. Confession is made unto, all right. You have to speak the same as what God speaks about you, what He says about you. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 or 7, he says, we walk by faith and not by sight. The word there, to walk by sight, goes all the way back to the garden. And I never understood it. It says there, they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, I never understood why is good also there. Because good and evil came through the fall. Why is it good? I mean, good is good. And then I heard uh, somebody preached on it a while ago. And I went to study it for myself. And I actually found that in the Greek language, there's two words that are translated as good. Two words. And same with evil. There's two words translated as evil. Now, for good, there's one word, Carlos. It's focusing on outward behavior only. Okay? Outward behavior. Outward good behavior. The other words, agathos. It's focusing on inward good. Meaning that which proceeds from God. That which proceeds from the faith of God. Okay? The two words for evil is kakos. That is also f- that's focusing on inward evil. Focusing on, let's say, an evil heart. The other word, poneros, focuses on, again on outward behavior. It means hard labors, annoyances. Even when you do work to establish your own righteousness, that's seen as evil. It's a dead work. Now what I found, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, both those words, the good and evil, is focusing on outward behavior, not inward. So what happened in the garden, Adam and Eve's minds, their consciousness shifted from faith to works, to outward behavior. That's why they realized they were naked. That's why they realized they made a mistake. And so they saw, they start seeing themselves from outward, from situations, from, out, from their behavior, from the mistake they made. All right. So when Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight, meaning we walk by what God says about us, not by what our situation tells us, not by 
<laughs> the mistakes you made or maybe your good behavior. Or We don't live by that. We live by what God says about us, what His faith sees when He looks at us. One, uh, Timothy 6 verse 12 tells us, Paul says, he says, fight the good fight of faith. And he says, lay hold on life. Then in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, he actually explains what is the good fight of faith. He says there, I have fought the good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. So fighting the good fight of faith means to keep the faith. To keep the faith. So meaning in the midst of contradictions, in the midst of situations, to keep the faith. To keep the faith. To keep saying what God says about you. Even if that thing, even if that sickness, it contradicts the word of God. Because the word of God says you are healed. That empty bank account contradicts the word of God. Because God says you are blessed. He says you are rich. So in that situation, what do you say? What do you believe? It's to keep the faith. It's to go through a situation when you come out on the other end that there will not be a sign or any smell of that situation on you. When Daniel's friends were thrown into the fire, they came out of the fire. There wasn't even a smell of smoke on them. Because it's not about the fire. It's about keeping the faith within the fire. It's about keeping the faith within the fire. So same with situations. Same with anything that contradicts the word of God in your life. It's about keeping the faith. Keep saying the same thing that God says about you. So when you get through that situation, you are victorious. There will be no sign or no smell of that situation on you. Some people go through a situation, then when they get through it, they look like 10 years older. You see the situation all over them, okay? Because they walk by sight, not by faith. When you walk by sight through a situation, it's going to kill you. It's killing you. When you walk by faith, there will not even be a smell or a sign of that situation on you because you are victorious, all right? Like Jesus is victorious in the fire, Daniel's friends were victorious. Like Jesus is Lord over the fire, Daniel's friends were Lord over the fire. The same with situations. Jesus is Lord over every situation. So are you. You are Lord over the situation. Because in 1 John 4 we read there that as God is, as He is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. There's no difference. There's no difference. Okay. Now Romans 8 says... It says the whole creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So where there's sickness, it's waiting for you to manifest healing. It's not waiting for you to beg and pray, hoping something will happen. It's waiting for you to manifest it. Where there's poverty, it's waiting for you to manifest provision. Where there's depression, it's waiting for you to bring peace, to manifest peace in that situation. So the faith of God sees us, the word that Paul preaches, which is the word of Christ. And it says this, that Christ is not there or there, Christ is in you, the hope of glory, which is your righteousness. That means Christ is everything for you that you need. Your healing, your prosperity, your joy, your peace, it's already there. You just have to manifest it. Be convinced of it, persuaded about it, and manifest it. All right. So... This morning, everybody here, so I'm done preaching, <laughs> everybody here that still feels any sickness in their bodies or any depression or anything, just stand up quickly. Anybody that feels anything in their body, anybody, even depression, even if your bank accounts don't look like you want them to look, want them to be, just stand up. 
We're going to pray for you this morning. Now, let's focus, focus on healing. Let's, don't focus on the problem. Focus on manifesting healing. Focus on manifesting peace. Manifesting prosperity. All right. Focus on that and start speaking that. Speak what God says about you. So just take this message this day or to this morning. Just start speaking whatever situation, whatever comes over your path. Sp- keep on speaking the same as what God says about you. All right. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Because you will have a, a, a great testimony afterwards. And that will increase faith in other people as well. Because they look at you and they see what you're going through. And they see how you're handling it. When you keep the faith, it rises faith in other people as well. Now, Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that your word is life. And that your faith sees us as healed. Your faith sees us, sees us as righteous. I thank you for that. And I thank you that that revelation will ignite in every person's heart here. That from this day, that will, they will be persuaded of your goodness. They will be persuaded of your faith and what you believe about them. And from this day, they will experience a change in their lives. That they will go through situations victoriously. That there will not even be a hint or a sign or a smell of smoke or a smell of that situation on them when they're on the other side. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your sons and daughters here. And I thank you that you are always with us. That you are everything for us. I thank you in Jesus' name. Bless your people and thank you they will be safe in Jesus' name. Amen.